Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Replay a thousand times What could have and should have been mine Pretending how I feel but I lie Can't tell the truth when the truth tears my eyes Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn, 512 Friday edition of Ball Don't Lie. We play jams from local bands and artists that you can catch right here in the ATX. Who are we jamming right now, Patrick? This is Brittany Lobus. She is playing Saturday at Swan Dive. Oh, there you go. All right, my man Patrick always uh, hooking you up, man, giving you all of the uh, the great uh, acts who will be performing over the weekend. So uh, you'll have... You can basically lie to your friends and tell them you came up with this suggestion. They'll think you're really cool, but you just listen to 512 Fridays, courtesy of my man Patrick Davis, the ideal you uh, You can be a part of the show. Hit us up on the Specs text line, 512-337-3776. You also can hit us up via Twitter. I'm at Rod Babers in the Twitterverse. Hard's at Hardball Hard's in the Twitterverse. My man Patrick Davis at It's Patrick Davis in the Twitterverse. All right, gentlemen, we're going to make our predictions, actually, for the Super Wildcard Weekend, official predictions, and then make our predictions for the conference championship games and then give our Super Bowl predictions as well. Um, so we can start AFC, NFC, wherever you guys are comfortable. doesn't matter for no, it does not. Wherever you go, we ride. We all got right. it. Uh, all right, let's start with, you know what, we'll wait on the NFC. Are you ready to give your Cowboys pick, or do you want to wait on your I Cowboys I want to wait on pick? Monday for you the Cowboys. You want to wait to give your Cowboys pick? Yeah. Okay. Because well, I, I got a lot to still, you, you know, still, superstitious. You still, <laughs> <laughs> well done there. Uh, all right, so we'll wait on the Cowboys pick for Harge. I, I, I'm, I'm ready to give my Cowboys pick, and we'll see if Patrick's ready to give his too. But if not, uh, we can wait on that. Let's start uh, with the AFC then, because AFC is just easier. Uh, yep. You got quarterbacks that are going to be out. You got the Bengals uh, facing the Ravens. Uh, the Ravens will, well, they may have Tyler Huntley. Yep. Um, he is practicing with the team right now. He missed week 18 with a shoulder injury and wrist injury. Uh, but Anthony Brown was supposed to be the starting quarterback if he couldn't go. But right now it's looking like Tyler Huntley is practicing and he might be ready to go. Um, still. I don't necessarily think that'll be enough offensively for the Ravens. The Ravens defense, though, I'm telling you, they're going to keep it close yep. for a while because they play, they game plan really well for Joe Burrow. Uh, his Both games versus the Ravens, only 27% of his passes uh, ended up uh, gaining a first down. Uh, last year, that number was at 39 and 53%. So he'll have a little bit of trouble with them, and Roquan Smith has been amazing. They're only allowing... 15 point, a little less than 15 points per game since they're acquiring Roquan Smith. They were averaging nearly 23 points per game allowed before he got there. But I think the Bengals will find a way to win it, and they might end up separating in the fourth quarter and maybe even covering that number, which I think is a huge number right now, nine yeah. and a half. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and put it out there for you. I'm going with Cincinnati. Cincinnati is a team that is trending in the right direction. We talked about Joe Burrow and what he's been able to do. And I understand everything you said about Roquan Smith and how he's been a major factor for them. But the difference is he can't cover uh, all the weapons that they have. 
He's, he, he can only do so much. I think he's more effective in the run game. He can go side to sideline to sideline, but it's not. It's going to be tough for you to try to stop Jamar Chase, Dig, um, Higgins, and Boyd. And then you also put in there you got uh, what Samaj Piran has been able to do mm-hmm. coming out of the backfield as the number two back, but the number one back is still Joe Mixon. So I think just just too much there. Just because on the offensive side of the ball, we talked about it, I don't know how much you're going to get out of Hutley going to uh, Mark Andrews, and you still don't know who your wide is. I don't even know if du- Devin Duvernay is back all the way, you know, because mm-hmm. he was dealing with an injury as well. So I'm rolling mm-hmm. with Cincinnati. Patrick? Yeah, I, I told you yesterday. I, I think even if Lamar Jackson was back, Cincinnati wins this. They're just playing really well. Uh, I get Baltimore's defense is doing better, but Cincinnati's just playing really good football right now. Yeah, the only issue with Cincinnati is their offensive line. Alex Kappa, the guard, has an a ankle injury that he's dealing with. And Lyle Collins, remember, he's out for the season. But the off- offensive line has performed well. They've only allowed 12 sacks since week nine. Uh, and a lot of that's Joe Burrow being a lot more comfortable in the pocket. So we all got Cincinnati. Uh, let's go to the Chargers. And you know what? Let's go to Miami first because that one's easier. <laughs> I think we can all agree Buffalo. on that one, too. Yeah, that, that one takes out. Let's go to that one. We'll probably talk about the Chargers. Jacks won a lot more. But yeah, Buffalo. Uh, uh, right now at home, uh, they are, depending on what book you're looking at, a 12.5 to a 13.5 point favorite over the Miami Dolphins, who will be starting their third-string quarterback, uh, Skylar Thompson. Shout-out to the Big 12, um, because yep. Tua is hurt and Teddy Bridgewater also hurt, too. I'm taking the Buffalo Bills. I mean, the Bills are one of three teams in the last 15 years to average 28-plus points and allow fewer than 18 points. They're the real deal. They're gonna be, it's going to be hard to knock Buffalo out of these playoffs. 100%, and I, and I agree with you on what you were saying. But here's the biggest thing for me, the emotion of what Buffalo was able to do last week, coming mm-hmm. back home and being able to do it again. Uh, DeMar Hamlin may or may not be in the house this weekend. They know that they're playing for a bigger uh, prize emotionally. Miami just doesn't have it right now. There may be some plays where they, they bust one here or there because mm-hmm. you still have two of the most the fastest dudes on, in the league that are going to be there. But you got to be able to move the ball as your quarterback. And Skylar Thompson, eh, I just don't think he'll be the guy. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. Unless he's but we got to watch out for Teddy Two Gloves. Teddy Two Gloves, I know he's got a pinky problem. You think he might play? But they didn't They didn't rule him out yet. Okay. Yeah. There you go. At the end, if he plays, I'm yeah, I still no, think yeah, Buffalo, Buffalo, Buffalo has got runs too away with it. Yeah, yeah it's Buffalo. Uh, yeah, Miami hasn't played great down the stretch. It's Buffalo. Yeah, yep. uh, no question. Oh, and also keep in mind that whenever the point spread closes, if it closes at any number with this game, Buffalo versus Miami, if it closes anywhere higher than 11.5 points, it will set a wild card record for the largest wild card round point spread in NFL history. No, since. No. 1990 since they started Jeez. with the wild card round. So uh, Vegas definitely thinks Buffalo is going to run away with it. All right, let's go to the, I think, probably the most competitive uh, of the AFC matchups in Super Wild Card Weekend, the Chargers versus the Jags. Chargers mm-hmm. on the road at the Jags. Uh, I mean, the Jags won the uh, first matchup, at least the uh, regular season matchup, 38-10 to on the road. Mm-hmm. Jaguars were balling. Um, my biggest concern in this matchup right now is that, man, the Chargers are going to be without Mike Williams. That just dropped today. Yep. Um, and that's because of Staley, by the way, because Staley kept him in the game last week a little bit too long, um, ends up hurting himself, and he's going to be out with that back injury. That's your leader in receiving yards. Um, also, you're averaging 
three and a half uh, fewer points per game when Mike Williams doesn't play, uh, 50 fewer yards per game when he doesn't play, and even more so because Trevor Lawrence and both Justin, Justin Herbert and Trevor Lawrence are playing really well. As a matter of fact, since uh, week nine, you could argue they are first and second in completion percentage, and they're averaging a 93 and a 95 pass rating, two of the best quarterbacks in the league since week nine. So the light's really gone off for Trevor Lawrence, but the light has gone off for the Jacksonville defense too. Over the last five weeks, the Jacksonville defense has led the NFL in pressures, in takeaways with 11 takeaways, and they've allowed uh, 15, less than 16, I run on 15.6, 15.6 points per game, and they've scored multiple Three, actually, defensive touchdowns. A lot of it's Arden Key playing really well. Lights going off for him on that front for Jacksonville and also Josh Allen. Uh, Arden Key is leading the NFL in pressure rate since uh, basically the last five weeks or so, and Josh Allen is sixth in that time span. That's what concerns me. This is an opportunistic defense. They forced 27 turnovers, and they've scored 111 points off of those turnovers, tied for the most in the NFL. I think Doug Peterson's a better coach than Staley, and I think if if Trevor Lawrence can play well and kind of match the performance of Justin Herbert, I'll take the Jags right now, man, and that defense is playing well. I am definitely taking the Jags, and the reasons why is because I believe in what Doug Peterson has done. I think the confidence that uh, Trevor Lawrence has uh, shown – has been doing a great job. and But here's the biggest thing for me, and I'm going to simplify it for you. Since we're talking about Friday the 13th and Give superstitious, shout out. Trevor Lawrence has never lost a game on Saturday, and that includes high school, college, and the NFL. That is what I'm rolling with. I'm taking that stat, and I'm rolling with it because your boy is superstitious. That's a crazy stat. It is a crazy stat when you think about it. Damn. I don't think he would have played that many high school games on Saturday. I don't know. Maybe still, there were still a bit some. Okay, but you know, every Saturday at Clemson, Clemson. Yeah. And then, of course, you don't get that many during the NFL. But his opportunities that he has had on a Saturday night, they haven't. He hasn't lost. So yeah. I'm rolling with that. I, I like that. Trend. Even Urban Meyer could take that from him. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well done. Well said. Uh, I can't believe you're picking against your side piece. First of all, well, that's just disgraceful. I told you I've moved on. I told you I've moved on. <laughs> I, I came you, back home. I told you your side piece. Your wife can't be hotter than your side piece. Then, if that's the case, then why you have a side piece? Your just wife. Your side piece can't be hotter than your wife. Hard's got a restraining order and everything now. Oh uh, yeah, your side. No, 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 no. My point. No, no. no I, I know what you said. Right. Hey, that's what I'm saying. No. My baby's always. Fun. No, no, I'm getting back <laughs> right. If your if your wife is hotter than your side piece, like I said, I was right. Yeah, your wife yeah, is hotter than yeah. your side piece. Why are you cheating on your hot wife? Yep. Why you got a subpar you, side piece? Have you seen my Dallas Cowboys? You had a sub, no, but you still had a subpar side piece. The yeah. Cowboys are a hotter team than the, the LA Chargers, or a better team than the Chargers. So your wife is hotter than your side piece. Yeah. That's a mistake. Side piece should always be hotter than your wife. Make it worth it if you're going to risk it all. That's, that's why I'm back where I need to be. That's why I'm <laughs> going with the Jacksonville Jaguars. I've got about that piece over there. Uh, all right. Yeah, I, I got Jacksonville too. I've been a pretty harsh critic of Staley for a while now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you and uh, so I'm not going to change that. Does now. he get fired if they lose this game? I, he should be. Yeah, you have uh, the most talent, right? You you would consider them the they, most talented so, team. So right this is the only thing of why he may not be fired is that they are a somewhat more cash poor organization because it's an inherited franchise that there still is some mm-hmm. family strife within that organization. That's true. That they may not want to have the dead money and they may not be able to go make an offer to mm-hmm. a guy like Sean Payton of what they want, what he wants to get paid. So that is the only reason I see that happening if they do it is because they are not a cash-rich organization who can throw around the $20 million you're going to have to throw around to do that. But but Man, if you stupid. get rid of him, 
and you go get somebody else, and it's not Sean Payton, though. I mean, I, I, we you could get could, it from somebody else. But you, don't have I think to you be have to, you're probably going to you're you're kind of probably just making a lateral move because they've done that a few times now, and it always seems like they get a guy who's cannot change the culture of that team and the attitude of that team. Which is even more reason why I'd go all in on Sean Payton. I, I would too. Yeah. I, I just think if the only reason I think that doesn't happen is if they do not have the money. Yeah. And he can't get past his sister and everything else, Dean Spanos. Can't get past that, and oh yeah, because it'll be a bidding war for Sean Payton. It's a bit, yeah. He's gonna be a bidding gonna, war, and I think he'd rather go there. But yeah. you're gonna have to pony up and pay his assistance and all of that. It's yep. gonna cost a lot of money. Nope, no doubt about it. Definitely will cost a lot because he's gonna use whatever offer you make and take it to another team, and it's gonna yep. just be. Uh, oh, and a, you're going against the Broncos. Yeah, the, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who, going against the who Walmart, have folks. allegedly gone? We're willing to spend twenty million dollars a year on a coach. Yeah, and don't forget about uh, the Panthers owner. Because he's got some yeah, bad got no, big, The Broncos are the only ones that are stupid and saying they're going to offer twenty paper. million a year oh, for I know, coach. But like, but, I'm just talking but about yeah, big Shaheen pockets. Yeah. yeah, he got he got some big pockets. Uh, yeah. it, he, so he can do it. He, he gave Matt Tepper, Rule right? Yeah, Tepper, yeah. right. Gave, yeah. Matt, gave Matt Rule a ton of money. Uh, okay, let's jump to the NFC side. We're going to save your Cowboys pick cards. I'll tell you right now because we'll obviously preview the Cowboys more on Monday. Yep. I'm picking the Cowboys. I've been, I feel more and more confident about that pick uh, the more research I do. I just have a couple of concerns, mostly that cornerback spot opposite Trevon Diggs and the running game and the first down offense for the Cowboys. I believe they're going to fix those things. I believe they're going to fix the first down offense. You get LVE, you get Jonathan Hankins, mm-hmm. that fixes the rush defense, but the Bucks are the worst rushing offense in the league. And then on offense, you get Tyler Biotis back, and I'm praying, fingers crossed, that that helps your running game, which helps your first down offense. If it doesn't, Kellen Moore's got to earn his money and be very creative and innovative about first down so they don't get behind the chains. But I'm taking the Cowboys, and if they disappoint me again, Cowboys, I'm telling you, y'all, y'all going to feel my wrath on the airways. <laughs> I'm bragging about you. I'm bragging yeah. about how the Cowboys going to win. You jumping out, out there, the him. I am. You're I'm more confident than most of the damn Cowboys fans out here. I will not so deny that. Yo, make Black Shredamas look bad. I'm going to go ham on you. All right? So go out there and do the damn thing. I'm picking the Cowboys. Uh, we'll save Hardest pick for Monday. Yep. Patrick, you want to wait your pick? You want to wait? You know what? Let's wait on the pick, too. Because I'm pick? waiting okay. for Dallas to say something really stupid this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for Jerry Jones to come out and give Tom Brady some money. Well, Tom Brady's a pretty old guy. I don't know if he's going to. I'm expecting Tom, Jerry or somebody to say something stupid this weekend. Uh, I wish I could tell you that's ridiculous. But honestly, I think that's, you may, that's makes a really good point. That's valid because yeah. he's bound to say something over the weekend to get some headlines. And it's, it could be stupid. Yeah, uh, especially okay. when he's not. Been talking as much this week, which is rare. Well, I think after that Washington game, yeah, you know, he said that was got, it, and then he tried they, to move around. Maybe he said they got to suck on that all yeah, week. Yeah, they had to suck on that, so he's yeah. too, too busy sucking to talk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, let's get to the uh, the Forty Nine ers Seattle Seahawks matchup. This one, you know, it, it, I, I don't know where, but that line is weird to me. It's a nine and a half point line. It's hovering around ten. I gotta say, if I if I put money on, if I had to put money on, I probably put money on Seattle to keep it within exactly. the number. Exactly, I probably exactly. would. Exactly, I got the 49ers winning this thing, no yep. doubt about it. No doubt. Uh, but my concern is because it's just a dub that you're looking for. Yes, you know exactly. what I'm it's saying. It's a playoff, baby. Yeah, you're just trying playoff. to survive Win, in advance. That's right. That's, that's all right. it's about. So I don't really care. But I think Seattle might keep this thing closer uh, because if it, if it rains, if it rains during the game or even rains before, and you got those gusts of wind, that'll negatively affect the passing game. And I know Pete Carroll wants to run the football. Geno Smith leads the NFL in sacks on third down. They don't want to put him in predictable passing situations. My only concern: 49ers are going to win. I'm not worried. about about that, but my concern is that will 
Purdy started looking like a rookie. And since 1990, rookie quarterbacks are 10 and 17 in the playoffs and 3 and 10 over the last decade, 4 7 and 1 against the spread on wild card weekend in the last 20 years. There is something. All right, eight and fourteen actually, uh, six and sixteen against the spread. If you're looking at first time starting quarterbacks who are home favorites in the playoffs, which that's pretty, right? First time quarterbacks as home favorites in the playoffs, eight and fourteen, six sixteen against the spread since two thousand two. So basically, history would tell you that in the playoffs, rookie quarterbacks they regress to the mean. Um, I'm going to say even if Purdy regresses to the mean, they still find a way to win because Shannon was that good of a – he's that damn good of a coach. And they got so many other weapons. I was just about to say. To make life easier. They can still, take the ball out of his hand and yep. not make him be that guy. And you got Elijah Mitchell coming got, back. Yes. And you got Christian McCaffrey. So, yeah, I'm picking the 49ers. Yeah. In short. Yeah. yeah. And I'm right there with you. I think the 49ers are the team that is 10, 10 wins in a row. That's a, that's pretty impressive right there. They've made a bunch of changes. They've adjusted. They're getting healthier on the defensive side of the ball. And I, I like me some Kenneth Walker. I love the Geno Smith story. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you brought up Quandre the Giant, Quandre Diggs. Dig, dig everything that he's doing. The defensive back from UTSA. Woodland has done great. Man, please, come on. I'm riding with the 49ers <laughs> in this one. All that stuff sounds great. Yeah. 49ers. All we need is a dub. I'm 49ers. Best defense in the league. Yeah. Uh, what are your Go thoughts, get Patrick? It. Yeah. I mean, look, the story is great, and they've defied expectations all season long in Seattle, ending on Sunday. I'm with you. Yeah, and I, I do or like Saturday. it. And by the way, uh, Saturday. Saturday, yes. Um, Seattle has played more rookies, rookie snaps than any team in the league. More rookie starts than any team in the league. Mm-hmm. Their rookie class, we're about to bring this up now because I'm with Patrick. We won't be able to talk about it after this weekend. Uh, they're First round pick was Charles Cross, a 17 game starter. Second round pick, uh, Mafe, he got three sacks, four quarterback hits. Their other second round pick was Kenneth Walker, led all rookies in rushing, th- over 1,000 yards. Their third round pick was Abraham Lucas, I believe, 16 game starter. Their fourth round pick was Kobe Bryant, four forced fumbles and Kobe. two sacks, right? Four pass deflections. Fifth round pick, Tariq Woolen. Pro Bowler, six mm-hmm. interceptions as a rookie. They had a hell of a rookie class, and now they got all the damn picks from the Russell Wilson trade next yeah, season. Buddy. And they had the only quarterback in the NFL to play every snap uh, behind the center. Every that snap. Is the interesting the only one. And boy, did Drew Locke must hate that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on, give me a shot. Yeah. Everyone else get hurt. Yeah. Y'all ain't missing a snap. No, that, that's a great. No, that's a nice little nugget there. Uh, considering we're watching third string quarterbacks yep. uh, in the playoffs. Uh, but real quick about the 49ers and them covering that number, I'll give you two more little factoids and we'll uh, make our last pick here. Okay, this is why I, I'm taking Seattle to keep it within the number. Teams on a winning streak of eight plus games. All right. And right now, you've got the 49ers and the Bengals both fit this uh, criteria. Teams on a winning streak of eight-plus games since 2003 are 9-22 against the spread in the playoffs. Teams mm. on a winning streak of eight-plus games, 9-22 against the spread in the playoffs. Also, since 2003, getting back to the 49ers and the Seahawks, division opponents all right, who meet in the playoffs, road teams, 16-8-1 against the spread. See, I want to combat that then. I want to combat that because I just got this stat. It says home favorites of at least nine points are 11-0 and 0 against the spread in wild card weekend games, and that's in the mm-hmm. last 30 seasons. Currently, the Bills are a 13-point favorite. 
Bengals are a nine and a half point favorite, mm. and of course, your 49ers are a nine and a half point favorite. Yeah, eleven and zero against the spread with these big numbers. Yeah, um, I, I I think that number's too big though. Yeah, I think the other numbers are fitting because they got backup quarterbacks. That thirteen or the nine? Thir- huh? The thirteen or the nine is too big. Uh, the the nine and a half yeah, I think yeah, is too yeah, big because yeah. you those numbers are against backup third string yeah, quarterbacks yeah, right. Yeah, yep. This number is for the third string quarterback. Yeah. Like they're they're saying the third string quarterback is going to beat the other team or the rookie quarterback, the rookie and the third string quarterback is yeah. going to beat the other team by almost double digits. That I don't like the side of that. And it goes back to the other number. Got you. Since nineteen ninety, rookie quarterbacks are 10, seven, 10 and seventeen in the playoffs. Three and ten over the last decade, but four, seven, and one against the spread on Wild Card Weekend the last twenty mm. years. So you you can go either way on those. I'm yep. gonna I'm gonna go with the Seattle Seahawks, the Sea Chickens, to keep it with the number. The Sea Chickens. The 49ers are definitely gonna win. Okay, Minnesota versus uh, the the New York Giants. Uh, I'm gonna go with. Oh, this one's tough. I hate to do it. I'm going with Minnesota. What? Yeah. I hate to do it's something about Minnesota. I don't really get it either. I don't know what's going on. I don't know how they they're they're able to do it, but I'm picking Minnesota. They're gonna have a fluky win, and this is gonna be it. They're gonna fluke. Then, then after that, they'll get chopped down to size in the next round of the playoffs. Well, you, you we've talked about it. We talked about their record. We talked about how they're the odd team that's in this dance, but they did win what thirteen games. They did. I, I mean, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So it's kind of like, and you look at. What the uh, Giants were able to do and how they're coming into this game, the fact that they played each other just recently, came down to the field goal, um, I think that they just have too much. I think Minnesota has too much. And you said it earlier, we didn't even talk about the running game. We didn't even bring it up. But I still believe that they're going to have enough to win the game. I know. Minnesota is to me, win this is going to be the t- this is that my yeah. guaranteed pick to go down to the wire in the fourth quarter or overtime. These two teams combined for thirteen game winning drives. That was number one and number two in that category in the NFL. Patrick, what say you about Minnesota versus uh, New York Giants? Well, we've had the same picks on every single game so far. Damn it! Yeah, have we really? Yes. Oh wow! I mean, most of them are pretty easy. You're There's right. only a couple that could go either way. This is one of them. I'm going to say that Brian Dabble. Mm-hmm. Goes in there, cooks up the game plan. They get one win in the playoffs, make a big wave, and everyone prove and everyone go back and just get super angry at Minnesota for <laughs> pretending they were good all season. I can see that. I like that. I can say, it can go either way. That really is a game. I see. I can see going either way. I think it'll be a really, really competitive like matchup. Uh, all right, we come back. Hopefully, Texas versus Texas Tech is not a competitive matchup, but it's the Big Twelve, <laughs> so you can guarantee that it will be. We'll talk Texas versus Texas Tech on the other side, right here on Ball Don't Lie on one hundred the Horn. Welcome back 
Tomorrow Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is a 512 Friday edition of Ball Don't Lie. So we play jams from local bands and artists that you can listen to and catch right here live in the ATX. Who are we jamming right now, Patrick? This is Broken Teeth. They're part of a big show happening Saturday at Come and Take It Live. Oh, I know exactly. Good memories from Come and Take It Live. Damn right. Uh, all right, let's uh, get That was to- our first outing. That was. Yeah, you're right. That, that was, was our, our first, first outing. Kind of uh, field trip, if you will, right. for the crew. Uh, no doubt. Had some good fun there. Thanks to my man, Patrick. Uh, always, uh, thanks for his efforts. Uh, you can reach out to us via the uh, Specs text line, 512-337-3776, or via Twitter. Harge is at Hardball Harge in the Twitterverse. My man, Patrick Davis, at It's Patrick Davis. And I'm at Rod Babers in the Twitterverse. All right, gentlemen, both of you guys have uh, – well, Patrick's got to go. He's, he's working the game tomorrow, <laughs> uh, the Texas-Texas Tech basketball game. But, Harge, you're going to. I am. Nice. I am going to check out the Texas Tech Red Raiders as they make their trip to the new mood. Uh-huh. They're coming into the mood. And oh, yeah. Shout out to Coach Terry. Shout out to B&E this morning for having Coach Terry on great, yeah. this morning. Uh, great interview. It was great good. interview. Make sure you go to hornfm.com to, to listen to it. Also, you can go to texassports.com to listen to it over there as well because there's linked up on that as well. But – For me, this is a dangerous situation for the University of Texas basketball team. Texas Tech is a wounded basketball team. You you personally exuded a lot of effort Mm -hmm. to win that game the other night by coming back down down, uh, 18 Mm -hmm. to come back and win that game. So you have to be able to stay within yourself during this time because you know that Texas Tech, their mind is, I want to beat. Texas on their new floor, no doubt. regardless if Chris Beard is over mm-hmm. there, regardless who's sitting there. When they come to Austin, Texas, they're not coming here just to play a basketball game. Yep. They're coming to win the okay. basketball game. So this is a one of those vulnerable times. Now, Texas Tech, they're not playing good basketball at all, but no. we know that they're a talented basketball team. So Texas has to be intent, uh, uh, very intent with their game plan tomorrow as well. Yeah, I like what you said about the emotional energy spent yeah. trying to trained that that get comeback, 18-point comeback to to come back and win against TCU and it was awesome. I mean, it was one of the greatest comebacks we've ever witnessed, yep. but in the in the Big 12, it's the Big 12. Unfortunately, you got to fill that cup back up again really quickly <laughs> right away because you're going to get they going you got to basically spend all that energy once again. All right, you're going to get mm-hmm. drained once again. You're going to have to fill it up once again because Texas Tech, I'm with you. They're not playing great basketball, but the desperation factor. Oof. We talk about this in sports all the time. Who's the more desperate team? And oftentimes you will see a team just playing more desperate because they believe our season is on the line. Yep. And I think Texas Tech has that mentality that this is going to be a crossroads moment for them this season. Well, and I, so, and I know it looks worse for Texas Tech. They've actually been in – Every game other than the Iowa State game this weekend, they were they were hanging with mm-hmm. Kansas. They were hanging with everybody they played with. So there's not a game where you can say, oh, they're getting blown out by everybody. They didn't get blown out, but nope. Texas got blown out by Kansas State and came back and won the next two games. So you can make that turnaround. Uh, the big problem Texas Tech has had is they were really kind of hoping that Big Maple – the, the kid yes. that transferred in was going to be able to play. He's had a foot injury, has not played yet this season. Remember, I told you, you told all about, us about that. Him. Yeah, that's I, right. I remember that's you right. said and, that. It's so crazy. And so they just don't have the size they really wanted to impose what they wanted to do, the rim protection, all of those things. So they've been trying to do it. Mark Adams has been apparently been getting frustrated because now there's rumors that Big Maple's going to transfer, but he said he's not. So mm. there's all of that kind of going on in the background. 
that a lot of these guys were not recruited by Mark Adams, but they're you know they stuck around and they're maybe not as thrilled. But none of that matters when you go to Texas. It may matter when you're going to Iowa State and it's cold and you're like, I don't want to be here. But when you go to Austin and you're like, man, we're going, we're playing this nice new building against a team that we hate and we know we hate them. Yeah, it, it, that all goes away. And all tech, but Texas has to go in. They go. This is not a great offensive team, so you have to go in and play good defense. That's right. And then you worry about getting your offense going, but you just can't let them come in and score on you and get easy buckets at the rim. If you can rim protect, they're not going to be a great shooter. You just pr- play good defense and you win this game. Yeah, I'm with you on that. That's, I mean, that's your calling card, right? That's your identity. When Texas doesn't play good defense, which hasn't happened very often, right? We've seen right. one outlier versus K-State. We know what the uh, the result of that can be. I think they understand that all too well. So I, I think the defensive intensity will be there. Um, it's just if Texas – there are two things. If Texas is shooting – relatively well from three-point range, which doesn't also doesn't happen a lot with Texas. Mm-hmm. They're shooting relatively well from three-point range. Then Texas could end up separating in this game. And, you know, how is Tyrese Hunter? Do we get the three-headed monster at guard playing really well? Right. If you get the three-headed monster, you get Serge Barry Rice, who had a magnificent second half uh, versus TCU. And Marcus Carl has been lighting it up all year. And you get Tyrese Hunter, who, by the way, does play a lot better yep. at home. Mm-hmm. Um, so you get all those things working out for you, then – that to me, to, to me, that's and I know you said this, Patrick, too. You don't really care about the Tyrese Hunter thing right now, and I think you're right. You're just hoping and everybody's believing that he is going to be on the right track. That by the time you get to tournament time, you can have that three headed monster at guard available for you. Um, but if you do have that in this game, that's also one of the times that Texas could separate. That's when they're playing their best basketball when those three guys are feeling it. Yeah, and, and I mean, and that's reality too. If this offense plays well and gets good shots, gets second opportunities, gets re- like if they can do those things, uh, like we saw it last uh, uh, on Tuesday or Wednesday, the transition D is a problem. Their yep. set defense isn't yep. that bad. The transition D becomes a problem. When they played K-State and they were missing shots early, K-State ran the ball down their throat and they were getting mismatches and they're getting to the rim and there's no rim mm. protection. So all of those things are very big to if you can get if you can score, if you can get second chance points, if you cannot let them run off transition, yeah. you're you're doing pretty well defensively. Yeah. You just have to offense feeds into the defense, defense feeds into the offense. You have to be a complimentary team for Texas to work. They haven't been that in a full 40-minute game this season. Hopefully they can do it on Saturday. I like that. Yeah, I like Good it point. too. Yeah. And I'm, I'm excited for this game just because of some of the things that you you got all have hit. But I want to see what Tyrese Hunter can do too because I think he's a major contributor down the line that we they Texas needs to find a way to get him comfortable in the in the flow of the game. Because just like anybody else, Patrick, you've seen it too because you're you're right there on the floor. You can see in someone's eyes if they're feeling it or not. If they feel confident yep. or not. Mm-hmm. And if he's not confident, it kind of puts you behind that part of like, man, what can we do to get him going? And I know that the the players, you can see the bonds that they have amongst each other. They build they build each other up, but they also want to see him get himself going. Uh, also, I would love to see Dylan DeSue continue yes. on this trajectory. Yes, yes. I, you know, I, I know he's not going to have you know what do you have uh, fourteen points uh, yeah. last game. He's not going to have that, but I love to see him continue to make his presence felt on the offensive end and just the really uh, both sides, both ends of the floor. Actually, yeah, played no really doubt. well. Uh, like him to keep up that momentum. Uh, all right, uh, we'll come back, wrap this thing up, put it in the oven right here on Ball Don't Lie on one hundred the Horn. Pop a top again. Mind if I 
have some of your tasty beverage to wash this pan? Oh, yeah. yeah. I've been known to drink a beer or two. I think a man working outdoors feels more like a man if you can have a bottle of suds. It's only my opinion, sir. I got beer. I got bottled breast milk. Eh, why don't we start with the beer? Okay. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. Wait, it's already 5 o'clock here. It's time for What's on Tap. How about a nice cool drink? That's oh, really man, good. That's good. That's... That is... Pop a top again. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Time to uh, let you know what's on tap for us. Before we do that, we'll uh, uh, let you know before we, uh, let you know what's on tap. Uh, go to hornfm.com if you missed any of the shows or any of our show. You can go uh, catch up with that on the podcast page. Go to hornfm.com uh, and you can check it out there. All right, what's on tap for you coming up this weekend, Archie? Well, I'm going to go watch some basketball tonight, high school basketball, Pflugerville. Uh, Hendrickson is taking on Eastview High mm-hmm. School, so I'm going to go watch that game. Then my son's got a basketball tournament again this weekend. Man, another and one. And then I am going to the, watch the Texas Longhorns That's right. play the Texas Tech Red Raiders I at like the it. Moody. Basket, right. I'm hooping all weekend, dog. I'm hooping. <laughs> yeah, for real. I guess it's hoop season. <laughs> it is hoop season. Uh, I'm just Patrick. What, you working the game tomorrow. What's I'm working the game tomorrow watching this this game at the Alamo Dome tonight. Right. Go Spurs go. Yeah. See, they, I mean, they haven't hit a bucket yet. There's some free throws, but it's still early. It's still early. It's not uh, like you're playing defending champs. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I'm going to go home and watch this game. Uh, but, yeah, then Texas basketball tomorrow and a whole lot of playoff football. That's right. Uh, How yeah, about yourself, man. my brother? Uh, can't wait for playoff football. I really can't. Uh, I got to make sure I get the food and the menu right. I was right. going to say, because your 49ers are oh, playing. Wifey's 49ers. Oh, yeah, we're excited about it. Yeah. Man. So uh, it's going to be exciting watching that. Uh, tonight, I'm probably going to catch up on some trash TV. Okay. Maybe watch Abbott Elementary. I haven't watched. I, I got a Award two. winning. Yes. Glow, glow Golden Globe, Abbott. Uh, we've been big fans for a long time. Oh, if you're not sure. a fan of Abbott Elementary, I would recommend You've been it for missing you. Out. Yeah, you're missing out. It's a damn good yep. show. I got like two episodes of that I got to catch up with and some trash TV. Uh, so I want to thank everybody out there for listening. I want to thank my man Hards. Thank my man Patrick as well. Remember, the revolution will not be televised. We'll talk about it right here on Ball Don't Lie. We love you guys. We mean that. Take care of yourselves, but more importantly, take care of each other. Have a great weekend. Peace.